The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in, everybody, to the early line. Live right here on SportsGrid on this Friday morning. I am Kevin Walsh and joined, of course, as always, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how are you? Fantastic football Friday. No better place to be than wind down your week with us right here on the early line. A lot to get to to set up the Saturday NCAA football card, the Sunday NFL card, and also recap what happened last night in the NFL. But there is something called the World Series going on as well, Kevin. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening, no doubt about it. We'll talk some World Series here as well as probably the best college football slate of the season here in our opening hour. A lot to get to. We'll start things off, though, with Thursday night football. The Green Bay Packers win outright as a six to six and a half point underdog against the Arizona Cardinals game going under 24 21 the under miraculous the Packers outright win fitting that description as well a game ending interception in the end zone thrown by Kyler Murray basically because AJ Green had no idea what the play was going to be Rodgers with two touchdown passes and their seventh straight victory, Donnie, as the Cardinals dropped their first game of the season. Great game last night and very entertaining. The Green Bay Packers needed 24 points. That's all it took. 24-21. Yesterday on the show, I said, hey, I do like the under. Look like an absolute easy, easy winner in the first half. And as you're watching it unfold in the second half, like, wow, this is why it's so hard to bet unders because it seems like you just need to get lucky to hit them. And boy, did you get lucky. A touchdown that seemingly was so hard to overturn, gets overturned. The Packers don't score in the goal line. You see the drive all the way down the field by the Arizona Cardinals. They can't punch it in just for some odd play on second down. Where You're right, A.J. Green doesn't turn around for the football. But overall, a very good betting performance from us last night on in-play sports then as well on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We were hitting everything it seemed like. Just the one that we needed the most, the plus 290, where each team had to run for a touchdown and throw for a touchdown in the game. Looked like it was going to be solid gold, but Zach Ertz gets stopped at the one-yard line. If you remember early in the game, a deep touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins called back on a face mask penalty at the five-yard line. Oh, and then the last play of the game, there was the interception. If that turned into a touchdown, that would have been great. Same game parlay hit last night, Kevin. Everything was working. We just couldn't get the big one at plus 290 down, but a fun game overall to watch. The first game all season that Kyler Murray did not account for a single touchdown. Rushing or passing would have put a couple of extra dollars in the account, but it is what it is. As they drop their first game, I think it begs the question, who'd you learn more about on Thursday night football? Is it the Green Bay Packers and not having not only Devontae Adams, but by the game's finish, their top four pass catchers, Lazard, MVS, did not play. Robert Tunyon left injured, going on the road up against this Arizona team. Or perhaps because it do it, it felt in a way, Don and the Lions, the Wolves circling around this Cardinals team. The second they dropped their first game, fraudulent. Told you, not that good. Overrated group here. And I don't know if that is fair, though I think this game probably is still a good indicator as to why someone like myself, while acknowledging everything they've put forward has been incredibly impressive, not impressive enough to label them the best team in this conference. That's why they were never put as the favorites in the NFC overall and have now actually been jumped by both the Rams 
and the Packers as the radio audience enters the fold and appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you here on a Friday morning. Donnie, I feel like this game was a good example as to why Arizona is one of the best teams in the NFC, but just not that best team overall. True, true. It's very true. They're a good team. They're probably going to be in the playoffs. But when you take a look at taking that next step, Kevin, you are 7-0 and in the season. You have the Green Bay Packers, who are 6-1 and coming to town. We do know that we always look forward to the playoffs with teams that we anticipate getting to the playoffs, being the Packers and the Cardinals. And then you said, all right, we got them on our home turf. They already have one loss. If we beat them, that's as good as two losses here in the loss column for us because why you get the tiebreaker at the end of the year if you match up and need it, let's just say, for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You also got a lot of breaks, too, which is what you need. If you want to be undefeated and make it into the playoffs and have a deep run, breaks have to go your way during the season. Number one, you staying healthy, but also number two, the teams you play not healthy. You got Green Bay on a Thursday night on the road in your own building and the COVID you know, status that knocks out just about the entire wide receiver room. You got to win this game, Kevin, and you got to win this game easy. It just didn't make any sense last night when you saw the game play. I say, man, Packers really had a great game plan together. Also, keep in mind, Check around the rest of the NFL. That's how you run an offense. When you don't have wide receivers, don't trick yourself here. Hand the football 31 times to your two starting running backs and deal with the consequences later and the fallout. Aaron Rodgers had 184 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 90. It looked early on they weren't going to be able to move the football at all through the air, but they stuck with the ground game and trusted it, Kevin. It worked, and Green Bay won. Overall, I think both sides of the football let the Cardinals down here a little bit. That depleted Green Bay offense was comfortable in this game overall. You could say, oh, but Rodgers held the 184. Again, it was with basically no one at his disposal. The leading pass catcher was a running back in Aaron Jones, and then it was Robert Tunyon who left this game injured. But also, give Green Bay a world of credit here, man. Matt LaFleur continues to likely be the most underrated head coach in the league. 7-1. and one. He only has seven career losses in the regular season. Rodgers is still a guy you just don't want to fade. Seven consecutive wins for this team. Seven consecutive covers as well. A couple of top NFC contenders in this game. Another game fits that description. We'll start our Week 8 preview next. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on SportsCrit as we make the transition to this Sunday's action, Week 8 in the NFL. And one of the best games on the slate has to be between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Overall, you have the Saints playing just their second game 
in the dome this season. It's Halloween. It shows how thrown off they were to start this season. The Bucks on the road as four and a half point favorites, Donnie, and a total that has continued to drop down and now sits at 49 and a half. Yeah, short work week here for the Saints, picking up that victory on the road up in the Northwest versus the Seattle Seahawks. But let's take a look at this game. Doesn't look too easy, Kevin, when we say it. Like, wait a second. Bucks minus four and a half here. They are just a steamroller. It doesn't matter if Gronkowski's in or, you know, Brown misses games. They have what it takes to get it done. That pass rush should collapse the pocket and, you know, should be come out with an easy victory. Not so fast here. Let's take a look at what the Tampa Bay Bucks have done this year. At home, they're a machine. But take a look at the road. At the Rams, 10-point loss. At the Patriots, Mm -hmm. two-point win. At the Philadelphia Eagles, six-point win. You know, barely winning, not covering spreads. So you have to take a look and say, all right, well, I think Tampa's going to win this game. I do. But their MO on the road is, hey, we might lose, but we certainly are going to keep it close. And also, keep in mind that most of the games that the Buccaneers have played this year, just looking at the scores, like the Cowboys open a day, one by two points. Now, you easily beat the Falcons at home, but then you had to beat the Dolphins, which are a bad football team, and the Bears a bad football team. So when you're stepping up in competition here and going on the road, the one thing we could say about the Saints is maybe we're not overly impressed, Kevin, with the results that they've had. And Jameis Winston thought they would pass for a little bit more yards here and have a more explosive offense. That's a good football team with a good defense at home in the Dome where the place will be loud. Dare I say on a Friday, even though I'm not really loving the Saints, it makes sense here as long as you're getting over a field goal that it's probably going to be a close game. There are a lot of trends that say, I think, from the early season results to come in and, and back this Saints team. The Bucks are 0-3 against the number, as you pointed out, on the road this season. We've seen them win games and not cover this season, right? That opener against the Dallas Cowboys, the game against the New England Patriots as well. The Saints so far, not only 2-0 against the number as an underdog, but they've won both games where they have been priced as an underdog. The interesting thing is this team playing just their second game in the dome. The first game, an overtime loss to the New York Giants, but a game that they were better than the New York Giants in, if, if we're being honest. And all in all, credit to Giants getting that win. But I think the Saints at home still feels like a group that you would like to back here. I think the total's also interesting, Donnie, because when we see the Bucks, you go, oh, boy, high scoring offense, they're going to have to move the ball here. That vulnerable pass defense. Things should be firing here. But the Saints feel like an under group right now. And I think if the Saints are going to be playing towards an under, what we've talked about with the Bucks here is all three of their road games have seen their team total go towards the under. It feels like a Saints and an under kind of a game to me when you're kind of reading a little bit of what these teams are offering here. The one thing I'll say, and I know we'll, you know, we'll do our pick six and the teaser spot here, the double-digit price that you could potentially get on the Saints might feel interesting. The three wins and covers that the Bucs have put forward have been by 23, 35, and 30, I believe, or 28. Like, they have just blasted teams when they've been able to get it right here. So it feels like a game where the Bucs are, are certainly vulnerable coming up against this Saints team. Though, to be fair, it doesn't surprise me if Jameis maybe turns it, over, turns it over a couple of times and it could get ugly. But I agree with you. I lean towards this being a game where perhaps that Bucks offense slows down a little bit here. This is a tighter game. And with about two minutes to go, one of these teams will have the football with a chance to go win it. Yeah, it seems about right. It's, it does seem about right because the one thing that you do like about Tampa Bay they have a very good and athletic front seven. They can get after the pass rusher, or excuse me, get after the passer, which is Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston has mm-hmm. shown the ability yet to escape the pocket, not as lively as he was during his Tampa Bay days, but also when you take a look at how do you beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You beat them through the secondary. Aerial assault. Go deep on this team. That's not what New Orleans is doing. And I guess we're waiting for Michael Thomas to come back. Who who knows when he's coming back at this point? He's eligible to come off the pup. They activated him. Hasn't practiced in like 14 days. So he's probably at least another two weeks out. And he really could have helped them out in this game. Maybe more smoke and mirrors. And it's Alvin Kamara until the wheels fall off. That's probably the pathway to victory for the New Orleans Saints. But as I said, the defense is very good for the Saints. 
but it's almost a trust factor in this game. It's almost as mm -hmm. if Tom Brady doesn't care how good your defense is. They're going to move the football. You just need a running mate on the opposite side. So when you take a look at the total, 49 and a half, it makes sense. Say, wait, with Tom Brady, I don't really want to take an under with him at this point here because they can go up and down the field. But the fact is, Kevin, do they need to go up and down the field? Is it one of those games where right. it starts out really slow until one team actually scores or opens up a double-digit lead? Leaning towards the under in this game and also the home team. Not a great game to go over, fun game to watch, but those are the ways that I'm looking to try to attack this one. One thing I also wanted to bring up with this game is the odds to win the NFC. We talked about the Packers and the Cardinals to open our show. Two teams that have consistently been viewed as a part of the big five in the NFC. You look at the box there, plus 240 to win the NFC championship. The Rams, the Packers, and the Cardinals all in between the Dallas Cowboys at plus 550. It's consistently been the group who make up what feels like the best five in this conference. The Saints are 18-1 to overall to win the NFC. I believe, Donnie, with a win here, the Saints firmly enter that conversation. They belong to be viewed as then a big six overall in the NFC. It would put them at five and two. The Bucs would have a multiple losses overall. And I think we would have to view the Saints then much closer to that big five than kind of on their own island, which is where they're represented right now. You're right, and also when you take a look at the schedule coming up here, that would be a great win. They should have beaten the Giants, so the schedule should actually look a little bit easier here as a 5-1 and one coming in, more of a marquee game, but you know, you lose games, it happens. If you could beat the Buccaneers, then you get the Falcons at home as well, a winnable game. On the road against the Titans will be tough. On the road against the Eagles, we'll see what they have, but behind that, the Bills and the Cowboys. So a tough stretch coming up here if you want to make that playoff push, but also, you're right. It's almost like we're surrendering the you know, NFC South title already to the Buccaneers. Saints come up with a victory here. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Keeping with the NFC South as the entire division is facing off this week, and the Falcons host the Carolina Panthers, a free-falling team that has lost four in a row. They have not covered in four in a row. And in comes what feels like, Donnie, the most heroic team you could imagine if everything's going wrong, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. This is a game to me, and sometimes, you know, you've joked, right? What's the sharp side? It's the ugliest team on the board. Is that not a free-falling Carolina Panthers team? But again, who wants to actually back the Atlanta Falcons? People say, oh, they're playing well. They've won three of their last four. Except both of their home games, they've lost outright. They have not covered in, despite being favored, I believe, in both of those games. Close pick -em spread with Washington overall. This is a game where the only reason to back Carolina is the fact that they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. That actually might just be reason enough, Donnie. I'll tell you, one of the anomalies here in the 2021 football season that I talk a lot about is, man, everybody on every team seems injured. You know who's not injured? The Atlanta Falcons coming into this game on the practice report from yesterday. Only two guys listed, and they both had full practices. So when you're taking a look from an advantage perspective, you used to get the game on turf, right? Carolina has turf now, and obviously Atlanta has turf. Who do you want on your team? Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's not going to show up and play in this game. Sam Darnold, again, who looked like he was going to lead the league in rushing and rushing touchdowns and challenge King Henry for that in Tennessee, has completely fallen off the wagon. So when you try to not overcomplicate things, Kevin, I think as we put it here, look at the line here, minus three and a half. Are you trusting the Carolina Panthers in this football game to go on the road and pick up a victory here? Because this is one of those lines, Kevin. You can't say, I think they're going to keep it close, the Panthers. You know, and that's why I'm going to take them. No, you're expecting hmm. them to be competitive enough to win the football game outright. I just can't see it here. Atlanta playing good football. Matt Ryan looks good here. Pitts coming into his own. Calvin Ridley back. Uh, look, they're healthy. Give me Atlanta in this one. Overall, everything Donnie said is absolutely correct. And yet, because they are the Atlanta Falcons, we'll be here on Monday Sam Darnold Sam Dar just got benched against the Giants. They are terrible. Like, th this is a situation where you shouldn't be backing the Panthers. I just can't ever trust the Atlanta Falcons. A total in that game as well, 46 and a half. Three of straight games for the over on the Falcons. World Series talk is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. World Series game number three in action tonight should be a good one. We are evened up here between the Astros and the Braves. Pick'em price essentially slightly towards Atlanta right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Minus 110 to the Braves, minus 106 to the Astros here. This total is eight and a half. It's Ian Anderson. It's Louis Garcia, Donnie, and it's a pivotal game in the World Series. Yes, and it's nice. That it, it almost feels like the World Series got pushed right into the background with the NFL last night. You had, you know, at the NDA we were paying attention to. And again, shout out another 3 by 2 boost that hit last night. Fantastic mm. stuff at the FanDuel Sportsbook. But World Series back tonight. It's fantastic for a Friday night. I love this. A three-game series, per se, in Atlanta, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if need be, heading back to Houston. They take the day off on Monday, and then they play back on Tuesday and Wednesday if we need games 6 and 7. It feels a lot the way I felt about game two. I just look at Ian Anderson on the mound. I trust him a little bit more than Garcia. The price now at the FanDuel Sportsbook, a minus 110 for basically a coin flip, which feels about right here. Before the season started, excuse me, before the series started, Kevin, I was like, okay, games one and game two, we think there might be some runs here, but I really wanted to target games three, four, and five because now if you worried about the front-line starting pitching of the series, which we agreed it wasn't that great, now you're into those mm-hmm. secondary starters with two really good hitting lineups. But here's the issue tonight to start off the conversation, Kevin. We saw a game in Houston where they finally opened the roof. It was beautiful. You went over the total. Game one, you had some runs there. Game three, you should get runs. But as being the resident weatherman here on the early line, 53 Mm. degrees and some rain in the forecast by first pitch tonight in Atlanta. I wonder if that's going to change the scape here of, okay, the eight and a half is a total. Do we just go over because of the pitchers or maybe not the greatest hitting environment that we see a lower scoring game here, Kevin? The interesting thing with the games thus far in Atlanta, twice have been able to get to a nine. The rest of them have gone under. You'll notice that eight and a half. If he gets up to that nine mark, perhaps being able to justify that under price there. But Houston just remains a very scary team. They didn't necessarily profile wonderfully against Max Fried. Didn't stop them from putting five runs on him in the opening two innings of that game. This is, I think, what makes the Astros difficult, Donnie, because every, it felt like every game against the Red Sox, we were like, eh, I don't know if it gets high scoring, but you can't really bet under. And that just constantly felt like the theme of that series. And you look thus far, you were able to get out and under in the opener, but we, you know, and they always find a way too late, right? Like the late, meaningless Altuve home run that pushes you over that eight and a half year. That's what I think has made these Astros specifically totals so difficult, right? Because we were used to the Braves totals with the Dodgers or the Brewers being more so in that seven and a half range and still saying it looks like it could go under. The Astros just present a completely different style, it feels like, even in the the highest leverage games you could possibly play. 
No, you're certainly right. I mean, the MO's been there. Like, they've won it before. They've been on these big spotlights. And you're also taking a look at a high-leverage pressure situation for the Houston Astros in Game 2. You lose that. The series is probably over at that point. But now you have some new life and also a slight favorite once again here in the series for the Houston Astros. But it's not as if Lance McCullers is running out there. And I always bring up, you know, some of the guys of the past that they had. You know, even Zach Greinke back when he was a really good pitcher in Major League Baseball. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. It seemed like always the Houston Astros, Kevin, had that ace on the mound to sort of – you know, be that stopper if you needed to, or be the guy that said, okay, we're even in the series. Let's take the lead in the series. I don't see that coming, and specifically with Garcia tonight. So when we try to fire up the lineups that we anticipate tonight, again, both of the lineups look really good, but the one question mark is going to be Garcia on the mound, who is a right-handed pitcher. Over the last 30 days in Major League Baseball, Kevin, a 3.61 XFIP number, which is pretty good. Now, here's the issue. I went first in game one with the Freddie and Eddie, and it ended up hitting. One hit apiece mm-hmm. for both um, Eddie Rosario and Freddie Freeman. Game two, the price was a little bit high, 143, laid off, and it didn't hit. I think it's time to get back on the Freddie and Eddie tonight. Why is that? Because left-handed batters had the advantage here over Garcia. 38 batters, Kevin, that he's faced over the past 30 days from the left-hand side, a 505 weighted on base percentage, coupled with a 469 ISO power number. And if we're looking at Eddie Rosario leading off, Freddie Freeman in the two-hole, even though they're the home team, and if they win, they won't get that ninth inning at bat, we're probably looking at at least, at least four bats, possibly five. I think they can get that down tonight. Taking a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, where we talked about the game one at plus 102, the closing price on that Freddie Dendy parlay. Game two, minus 143. Game three, minus 125. A little bit more palatable here for us. Looking at these series prices, Donnie, because they're going to now play three from now until that Sunday game. We won't be able to talk to the people about baseball. Potentially, we might actually crown a World Series champion before Donnie and I are talking baseball again. So I kind of want to just project out a little bit some of the things that are coming here, right? The Astros are minus 140 coming into this game to win the World Series, plus 115 on Atlanta. I think you see Atlanta go to the favorite for the series with a win tonight slightly favored to do so the Astros will go from minus 140 to maybe a minus 200 ish price if they win this opening game which is fascinating because then the onus is on Atlanta to win two in a row to go up three two but they're sending it to Houston for multiple games there just again trying to project out Donnie because I remember you were hoping Atlanta would lose the opening game for then value on them from games two, three, four, five. Is I'm thinking here if a Houston win tonight, it it could present value on Atlanta, but again, they enter then two must-win games and will still then need to grab another one in Houston. Yep, and here's where the best laid plans get foiled sometimes as the series progresses. What were we anticipating? You know, I always like to use the Madden terminology where you're playing football, saying, hey, turn off the injuries, right? If nobody got injured, I'd still be under the same ill, Kevin, that I think the Atlanta Braves would be a valuable commodity even if they lost tonight to get that big number. But that would be, I saw Max Fried get lit up in back-to-back starts in high-pressure situations. You also saw Charlie Morton break his leg so he's not back. So discrepancies with how you looked at it from before the series till now have changed quite a bit here. So if they do go down 2-1 to one, being the Atlanta Braves, I'm not as inclined, Kevin, to jump back in on the Atlanta Braves and say, I still think they can win the series, which I do, I do, but just not as confident where it's like, okay, Freed was good in game two, Morton was sensational in game one, they're going to wrap around again. I can expect more of the same from those two guys when they're not going to be Mm -hmm. there. I can't do it here. This is a huge game tonight, particularly for the Atlanta Braves for me, because as we talk about the pedigree so many times of the Astros, if they go down two to one, okay, we we can fight back in the series. But if the Braves Mm -hmm. go down two to one and say, hey, man, we took their best shot. We're not even winning. And we're down, you know, our best pitcher probably for the series. And Max Fried, our young, talented lefty, we hope we can get three out of three innings out of him in the next game. Overall as well, this World Series MVP market is interesting to me because, again, a lot will now be shifting. Think about this. Your favorite is 6-1. to one. There are only three players that are under an 11-1 to one price. There is still so much that needs to happen. I think Brantley is rightfully the favorite here when you look at what the Astros have brought forward. Uh, in terms of all of their players, there isn't a single Astro that has put two RBIs on the board through the first two games, but it also shows 
There's a lot that has to happen here for Houston. On the Atlanta side of it all, Jorge Soler has seven total bases. Freddie has two RBIs and a hit in each game thus far. Ozzie Albee still feels to me, Donnie, like value. A tremendous hitting streak that dates back to the second game they played in this postseason. Three hits overall in the series. Continually has put runs scored up on the plate here, but perhaps maybe not providing enough of a punch from an RBI standpoint here and a home run standpoint, which can always swing the votes. Again, as we head into a big weekend slate for baseball, any of the World Series MVP prices jump out? Now, here's what, you know, you try to educate the public on what you're anticipating happening because there's a lot of sites that you can use where you think of who's actually going to be in the lineup tonight. Now, as you went over, Jorge Soler, 13-1 to price. Hey, get another home run here at home, and he can really take advantage, specifically if the Atlanta Braves win. Take a look at the anticipated lineup tonight for the Atlanta Braves. Rosario, Freeman, Albies, Riley, Duvall, Peterson, Swanson, and Arnault. You know what that means? Jorge Soler not anticipated to start tonight. So, hey, maybe he can come off the bench and be a pinch hitter. I get it. But you want as many swings at the plate as you can if you're looking for an MVP. Every hit, every RBI, every time you walk, every time you get a base, steal a base or score a run, that adds up at the end when they say, hey, who are we going to vote on here for the MVP? Look at these great statistics here. If I have a guy that's not going to be in the starting lineup in game three for the series, I don't know, Kevin, even though 13-1 to is a pretty sweet price, I need a guy that's going to play each and every day, which you see mm-hmm. Guriel, Freeman, Tucker, Altuve, and Brantley as the leaders in the clubhouse right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook for odds. I would go with the other guys as opposed to a guy that might not even start tonight, which again, check the starting lineups. They usually come out a few hours before the Mm -hmm. game. If Soler is in, then maybe you get that boost back. But if he's out, that's going to be a tough one. It's a tremendous look by you. Very important update and also certainly relevant to tonight's game. Just a, a little bit of a reminder, right? The Astros will probably be consistently sending up meaningless at-bats, though the Braves, not much different because, of course, we still have this nonsense that is pitchers hitting, even though that's not what they do. The other thing, of course, with this World Series market that we've mentioned from the beginning, and I would like to just reiterate one more time here, is the amount of value on this board. A lot of times in the gambling space, people kind of get caught up on the original price, the original price, the original price. Oh, how do I bet Brantley at 6-1 to one when he opened up at 12-1? to one? How do I bet, you know, Altuve at plus 250 if he opened up at 9-1? to one? Well, you, you've got a lot more information in your pocket. After tonight's game, you will have a team with a decided 2-1 advantage. You know the next two games are going to be Atlanta You know, or in Atlanta. That ability to have all of that information, you're not going to get any player unless they have a multi-home run game at sub Plus 250 in this market. There will be plenty of value. Up next, a massive slate of college football. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 
College football delivers here on a Halloween weekend. A lot of good stuff. Look, we always go through like the big five games. Could have done like 15 games. We could have done three hours, honestly, on the college slate. We narrowed it down to five. Where do we begin? We begin in Michigan. Michigan State, the number eight team in the country, unbeaten against Michigan, the number six team in the country, also unbeaten. A four-point road favorite now down to three and a half for the Wolverines. Donnie, 50 and a half is the total. This is a big one. Though nobody believes either one of these two teams actually could beat Ohio State, it still feels like a big one. It does feel like a big one. And as you see the uh, video there, number six versus number eight. You say, man, these got to be two really good football teams. And then look at who they played. I, I don't know. They're number six and eight because nobody played. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, how good's Wisconsin been this year? So when you try to break it down and say, you know, we're trying to angle up like Alabama or Georgia or, you know, who's got big victories here. These two teams have managed to get to basically November and not play a single decent football team on the schedule with any national weight. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to line up against each other and play. And also, don't hold this against me here. You know, you hear me talk a lot about Wake Forest and the team total over genius. I should be just a straight up handicapper in college football full time and not even look at the NFL. I bet the under on Michigan State here for their team total. They haven't lost yet. So that should tell you how much in on the radar I am with this football team here in the Big Ten. But having said that, a little bit of a hate in my heart can only go towards Michigan here because maybe their losses will start to pile up. And at the end of the season, I will look back and like, ah, just missed that Michigan State team total to the under here. I actually do think Michigan is the better football team in this game. I'm going to take Michigan here. But again, two teams in the top 10, you want to talk about underwhelming. These two teams are it for me. Donnie there breaking the handshake agreement to only ever bring up Wake Forest and Oklahoma State as it pertains to team win totals. The rest of it, ah, bury those tapes. LSU. How did I know? Ed Ogeron was going to fall apart here at the seams. Look, you don't even have to practice, Kevin, down at LSU right now. I mean, what happened down there? You got to be kidding me. You can't even practice when you got the team. I need him to win out. This brother known he's been fired for seven weeks. It don't even make sense. The Tigers, man. Oh, boy. As far as this game goes here, I think Donnie's right. It's tough to get a perfect read on these teams. You look at the game against Nebraska for Michigan. They were up big, and all of a sudden it was a tight one. But Michigan State looked much worse against that team. And they looked pretty bad against Indiana as well. Really, I think the way you justify Michigan State is basically two things. One, they have a bye week. And two, it's just not trusting Harbaugh to win a big game, which, to be fair, Donnie, has been something he has struggled with here at Michigan. That's the thing about this game. And look, it's so hilarious because Ohio State has still three ranked teams, and we're going to talk about their game against Penn State on their schedule. And yet we are positive that they will win out and be in the college football playoff here. But if Michigan is able to get this win, They'll have another game still at Penn State, but that team certainly has had some juice taken away from them. And Michigan will have that final meeting against Ohio State at home. Perhaps they show up unbeaten, where if they win that game, you have to imagine they are in the college football playoff, potentially even contending for the number one spot overall in the college football playoff. This is Harbaugh's big chance here. I think they have the better team. I agree with Donnie. I think despite being on the road, I think you lay the points here on Michigan. Sticking with the Big Ten, because again, it's a huge weekend of Big Ten action. Boy, was Ohio State, Penn State supposed to be a lot bigger of a game. And then Illinois walked (laughs) Illinois. Imagine losing Illinois to mess up a Penn State, Ohio State what a terrible job by the Nittany Lions. Perhaps James Franklin looking at apartments in Southern California. The Buckeyes lay 18 and a half. This was supposed to be a game between two top 10 teams. The total is 61 and a half. We have seen Ohio State score at least 52 points in four consecutive games, Donnie. But this is a tough one to read because you're right. You take a look at the haves and the have-nots now, right? Ohio State has one mission. 
destroy everything in our path here so we can make it into the college football playoff. Penn State now looks like they're playing more for pride in this point and to see if James Franklin actually wants to be the coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions in 2022. But I have to say, sometimes I got to put on my square hat here and say, this seems like way too many points. Specifically, mm-hmm. if Sean Clifford is another week healthier here, why can't they at least hang around? I'm not even talking about Kevin to be competitive in this game. I'm talking about being down 24 points here late in the fourth quarter. James Franklin scoring a late touchdown to keep it under that 18 and a half. So if we're taking a look at a team such as Ohio State, Kevin, their only game plan is here is to not only win, but win absolutely convincingly. So you take a look at that 61-point number. If I can get a healthy Penn State offense and a healthy Mm -hmm. Sean Clifford at quarterback, why can't we at least get into that mid-20s range? Because the one thing you know about Ohio State, again, as I keep on pounding this point here, it's very important not only they win, but it's how they win. So if you take a look in the first quarter of the game, like we talked about last night in the NFL game, if Green Bay gets a lead, they're going to sit on the football, run it, and run the clock, which they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Ohio State can't afford to do that. Ohio State can't get up, Kevin, 17-7 to 7 at the half and say, you know what, let's take the air out of the football, let's beat this team 24-16, to 16, and the only thing that matters is they win. No, they have to keep scoring and scoring and make it look like at 7.30 in a primetime game, we hung one on Penn State. 41 to 24, something in that ilk where you have to get over that total of the 61. I look for points in this game, but again, me being square here, I'll take the points with Penn State with 18 and a half. And and the interesting thing is I, I might disagree a little bit on how much urgency Ohio State needs to blast every team because now they've gone out there one by 52, 39, 49, and 44 in their last four games. To an, like they're up to five in the country. They jumped Oregon easily. Like Oregon beat them. It didn't matter whatsoever. We know they'll jump a Cincinnati. People have been dying to drop back Oklahoma. Again, I, I agree that the desire is there to blow teams out, and it makes that 61 and a half incredibly intriguing. I'm interested to see if you can get a first-half team total on Ohio State. Basically kind of just doing the math on what it looks like. It'll be a 21 and a half. They have scored 35 or more in the first half of four straight of these games. Ohio State is coming out very, very focused early. And that's where perhaps 18 and a half, the back door maybe comes into play. I don't know if there's anything Penn State can really do to slow down Ohio State with the way they're clicking and the level of football that C.J. Stroud is playing right now. The other biggest game I would say inside the Big Ten, Donnie, is Wisconsin-Iowa, and I adore this game for two reasons. One, get Iowa as far away from the top ten as possible. They are playing an unranked team and are three-and-a-half-point dogs. Nobody is surprised. And by the way, this isn't like, oh, but unranked Wisconsin's look scrappy. No, every time Wisconsin's played, anybody that matters, they've been absolutely embarrassed, a.k.a. Notre Dame, who somehow Iowa is still in front of. The other reason this game is hilarious, of course, Donnie, the total is 36-and-a-half. Yes, so I say to this game here in the Big Ten, if you like this game, it's fantastic. It's in, it's good. It should be played on another planet, but also should be played, yeah. as you see the kickoff here at 12 o'clock noon, should be in black and white. Tickets should be five cents. They should actually, you know, have Cracker Jacks in the stands. This is old mm-hmm. school football, but so old school. Like, I played football, high school football in the 1990s, and this game is embarrassing to me at this point. What are we getting out of here? Is it going to be third and nine where they have the ball at the 50-yard line and they hand the football, the, the football off to the fullback for one yard and punt it deep and wait for the other team to make the mistake? This is a true throwback game, and I'm not so sure it's one of those exciting ones that you want to say, hey, you know, Iowa can get back into it here. Because as the old adage goes that I've used many, many times, Iowa, each time they play for me, sets football back 50 years no. on offense. This one, Kevin, no now that you couple it with Wisconsin, we might set football back to the Teddy Roosevelt days way back in the day here when he was just trying to save football with leather helmets out here and how dangerous yeah. the game was. This is going to be low scoring. And if you like that, a 37 in college football might be too many points. Let me just say this, though, right? Some people submit to you, hey, Iowa, five and two to the under. Ask them how many of the five went under 36 and a half. One of them. One of them. Yeah, they're playing unders. Nobody, nobody's coming up to games with holes at 36 and a half. Four of the five unders have gone over 36 and a half. This is outrageous. This is what I like to do on a Saturday. 
I like to be disrespected that any football game would ever have a total like this. I like to bet over, and then in the third quarter, get a text from Donnie saying, you buffoon, what are you doing? Watching that game, betting that game. And he's right. Yeah, but I like spite bet the over and then the live total. Exactly. We'll be like 14 and a half, like for the whole game. And like, ah, my bad. Hand up, guys. That's on me. SEC action this week should be good as well, Donnie. Florida, Georgia, though, again, not with the level of juice you would have anticipated early season for this one. The number one team in the country goes to unranked Florida as a 14 and a half point favorite. This total's 50 and a hook. Yeah, 51. And granted, you usually like to come into these games and say, Georgia, you can't, again, you can't take it over because the defense is that filthy. But at the same time, you do still have some talent mm-hmm. on the Florida offense. And what are you getting out of the Florida defense overall here? Both of these teams entering into the game, one averaging 38 points per game on offense, being Georgia, Florida, 34 and a half. And boy, have times changed here. So you take a look at this game overall and you say, Usually they fight it out and there's epic rivalries. Not the case in this one. But again, I have to say the same way we looked at Ohio State, Kevin, for me anyway, I think they need to score a lot of points in a convincing victory. Georgia holds the hammer. Georgia can win by one every single game all the way Mm -hmm. out, including I don't even know if they played Vanderbilt yet, but some of the low-level teams in the SEC, they are going to be in the national championship picture. So is this one of those games where Florida finally rises up? Do you trust the Florida Gators? Not necessarily, but at the same time, I don't need to see Georgia absolutely run this one up. I'll be square again here. I'll take the over two touchdowns here with the Florida Gators. Just to give you the Vanderbilt update you wanted, Georgia played them. The final score was 60 to nothing, cashing the over on their <laughs> own. And to me, that can very well be a theme here in this game. So this total is essentially just like, yeah, Georgia's defense will be on the field the entire game and no one will score. Georgia should cruise to 35. And if Florida has Anthony Richardson out there for a full football game, we love the over in this game, folks. Anthony Richardson is an absolute megastar at the quarterback position. Saved Florida in giving them a chance, at least, against LSU in that game, putting 42 total points up there. Florida team total is going to be about 17 and a half, and the Georgia team total, maybe check it in, 31 and a half, give or take. I think you like both of them towards the over. It means you like the full game towards the over as well. Enough time for one more here, Donnie, in the SEC this weekend. It's Ole Miss. It's Auburn. It is a two-and-a-half-point spread now dipping below that field goal mark. 66-and-a-half. I got to tell you, man, I don't know if you can really put Ole Miss totals this low. I get it. They've played some unders, but 66-and-a-half for them is like 10 points too short. Yeah, one team averaging 42 points, the other 35. So Bo Nix, and also keep in mind, Ole Miss's young, talented quarterback. Is this where he can step his game up and say, I should be the Heisman Trophy winner by throwing for 350-plus and four touchdowns? Could Mm. be a possibility in this one. I do think Ole Miss is the better football team here, and I do think they win this football game, Kevin. It's a good point by you, though. This is a big, big game for Corral's Heisman campaign with Bryce on the week off Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud certainly looking to get after it against the Penn State here. And I think if Lane Kiffin, look, let's be honest here, he's totally fine with trying to get his guy a Heisman. Corral props could be interesting as well. Producers plays are next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Producers plays. This should be a good one. Because these people, I mean, F- you know, Fasano just takes breaks whenever he wants to. I have no idea if Sam is a parlay in. Steve has decided he picks every single game against the number. Start submitting these to me, Brian. Let's see what the people have this weekend. They've been waiting on the cards. Somebody's got to have one somewhere. Starts it off, Fasano. I love when Fasano just submits three plays, looks to grind out 66 percent here he throws in lions lions money line charges minus four josh allen anytime touchdown what's that about donnie slandering the birds right off the bat there by fasano a little bit of slander there but i do like the fact there. i wish he would actually slid into a future play where it just said instead of josh allen to score a touchdown josh allen to win mvp would have been much more impressive there for me kevin yeah, which is just, of course, a ridiculous bet that somehow is favored to catch, and I have no idea. But that, I guess that's just the state of the Buffalo Bills. By the way, on that, on that last that one, on that last play where it said Josh Allen at the bottom, yeah. I'm glad you said that because as I get older, I have brain freeze. I saw Jay Allen, and I actually had no idea who that was. <laughs> Despite that being your favorite player in the NFL, essentially. Jack's <laughs> college football card comes to the table as well. Taking the points with West Virginia, that's a loser. Notre Dame laying a number, (laughs) that's a winner. Oak State there, minus 30 and a half. You love to see that. Utes, the Utes, minus six and a half here. Keep these things rolling. I love when Jack's good four-play college football card. Yes, there you go, Sam. Back in the losing column, Donnie. (laughs) He's already got a loser on the board. That's what you like to see from Sam's parlay, man. He was way too hot. Here comes Steve against the number. What's he hitting at this year? About 54% probably, something along those lines. Just picks every single game. And then look at this guy, man. Look at this guy, Brian's card. Cooper Rush, over touchdown <laughs> and over pass yards. Might oh, not even get to the starting gate. Fantastic. <laughs> That's one of the worst picks of all time. A useless bunch that we absolutely adore here <laughs> on the early line. We'll start with those Cowboys in hour two. Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.